0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's officially baseball season. Let's kick things off with a mailbag here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, February 12th, 2024. This is is Allison Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's O-C-K-D-O-N to get yourself started thank you so much for making us your first listen subscribe like and turn on alerts if you're watching on youtube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day let us know in the comments below and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon you can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show the link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode this is mailbag monday the show where we answer your mariner's questions and we're going to start things off here with daisy and the dingo who wants to know will this lineup hit breaking stuff better than last year they were second worst in fan graphs run value versus sliders in 2023 colby
1: yeah uh good question um i'm surprised they were only second uh worst against sliders last year because most of yeah. this team struggled against sliders uh, including teoscar hernandez who was i believe fourth from last in all amongst all qualified hitters
0: third i third, think
1: Third or fourth, yeah. whatever.
0: Bottom three, very bottom four, bad, very bad, very bad yeah. against sliders
1: yeah. last year. He's no longer here, uh, but also guys like Ty France struggled against the slider. JP struggled against a slider. Um, surprisingly, Julio did not, which doesn't seem to match the eye test. But yeah. I, I
0: well. believe he was 2.8. 2. and yeah, that he department. was totally
1: fine. So yeah. uh, obviously, you know, hitting breaking balls was a problem for the Mariners last year, and, and the question is, you know, did they address that? Did they get better at it? And the answer is yes. Almost just by subtracting Teoscar, they're going mm-hmm. to get better at it. Uh, but when you look at the guys that they've brought in, a couple of them, you know, can handle the slider really well, and a couple of them are uh, fringe average, like they're they're middle of the pack, they're league average, or just a little bit better, a little bit worse. Um, only one hitter that the Marys have brought in struggled against the slider last year. But he also performed against the breaking balls, uh, still the other cur- curveballs, basically. Yeah. Um. So Ty has the breakdown on on that, but uh, just in theory, based on my research into you know how these guys handled pitches, these pitches last year. Yes, the Mariners should be better, more well equipped to handle the slider in particular. Um, and also, by the way, uh, something worth noting here uh, that I found interesting is that the Mariners are going to crush velocity next year mm. uh julio Julio I think was 13th in baseball in fastball run value JP Crawford ninth in all yep. baseball like JP crushes the fastball Julio crushes the fastball and Mitch Garver uh didn't quite have enough plate appearances to qualify but he is one of the best hitters in all baseball against velocity particularly against fastballs that are 95 miles an hour or harder Mitch garver mm. crushes those so um I think are they going to be better against the breaking ball it'll be almost impossible for them not to be just you know just by pure cluster luck let's call it um cluster
0: luck i like that yeah uh
1: but yeah the hitters they bring in in general they're better equipped to handle the breaking stuff than the hitters Uh they brought in last year and so that is definitely a good observation
0: yeah so i wanted a larger sample size than just 2023 so i did 2021 to 2023 on all the new additions the marys have made Uh, And I also threw Josh Rojas into the mix. Uh, Against the slider, uh, over the last three years, Luis Charias is the only one that uh, finishes in the positive, Um, plus 1.6 against the slider. Then uh, Luke Rayleigh is second at negative 1.4, Garver at negative 1.5, Mitch Haniger at negative 2.1, then a pretty steep cliff. You got Josh Rojas, Sebi Zavala, and Jorge Polanco all at uh, negative 7.3 or lower. Uh, So not very good. Uh, But curveballs, this team is going to hit curveballs pretty well. Um, All the new additions aside from Luis Urias, which is really weird considering that he was number one against the slider, uh, all have been in the positive against curveballs uh, the last three years. Uh, Polanco tops that list at plus 6.4. Sebi Zavala actually comes in at second at uh, plus 5.6. Josh Rojas uh, plus 5.2. Luke Rayleigh plus 3.1. Mitch Haniger plus two point two, Mitch Garber plus plus zero point eight, and then uh, Luis Arias at negative one point nine. And when we're you know in that one to three ish range on either side of the equation, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. I would say that they're probably just about you know right in the middle. They have a chance against yeah. that pitch,
1: whereas yeah. guys like Teoscar didn't last year, and uh, really Ty France didn't have much of a chance against them either. So. Uh, yeah, I think in theory they're better or they're better equipped to handle those pitches. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there still are some concerns. Uh, the good news is, is that the guys that the Mariners have brought in can hit the fastball. which if you yeah. can't hit a fastball, you're really not worried about the slider. Are you? So, um, yeah, I, I think that they are better equipped to handle good sliders, particularly right-handed sliders. Um, uh, I think they're much better equipped, uh, to handle that pitch this year, uh, than mm-hmm. they were pretty much all of last year.
0: Next question here from Julio Eyes. Who should we be paying attention to during spring training? What positions slash bullpen battles are there to keep an eye on before opening day roster is set? There really aren't any, to be honest with you. Because they don't exist. I mean roster battles in general, spring training battles in general, they're real. No, they're not. They are. They're not based off of spring training stats, but they're real. They're really not, though. They're they're real. They're real.
1: Like, there are definitely people who have like a step up over their competition and they make the team like 99% of the time. Maybe. Like, very few guys have made the team out of spring training who weren't expected to make the team out of spring training. Even when Julio did it in 2022, they knew. (laughs) They were were really sure that Julio was the guy.
0: Sure. So, but with, with this roster in particular, I mean, it's pretty much locked in. as things currently stand especially on the position player front unless they're going Mm -hmm. to add an additional bench spot which they haven't done they've always preferred to have eight relievers which means 13 pitchers 13 position players and sometimes it's felt like if they were allowed to they would carry even more pitchers but they can't you can't you can't carry more than 13 on your roster uh but yeah unless they add an additional bench spot i think that last. Position player spot is gonna to go to Dom Canzone. And we've talked about this, right? Like Canzone doesn't necessarily need to be guaranteed a, a roster spot, right? it Seems yep. like he is guaranteed a roster spot. Doesn't need to. He's done nothing at the major league level that should warrant that. Sure. But obviously we'll they the really Mariners... believe in the upside.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe the Mariners add somebody here and this whole conversation is moot. Right. Uh but yeah, unless they carry a fifth a fifth bench guy, and I think. You know the position players are pretty much locked in. Uh, maybe Taylor Trammell is the guy who's like basically trying to force the Mariners' hand to add another bench spot. Uh, yeah. But it's again, that's not going to happen because of spring training numbers. So like if Trammell hits 400 down there, it's not like they're going to be like, well, he hit 400, we have to give him a, we have to have seven pitchers
0: now. Like, no, they um, all have their um, their own formulas, yes. right? That that they look mm-hmm. at. That helps them make those kinds of decisions so right. if there's something that taylor does positively in that regard then yeah maybe uh maybe that even factors into the whole dom Canzone zone uh conversation yeah. doubt it highly doubt it doubt it but Same. maybe right
1: i think mostly you're just looking at the guy in the bullpen right like who's yeah. who's joining spire again assuming everybody's healthy who's joining spire brash munoz and santos in the mariner's bullpen
0: Right. I feel pretty good about Saucedo making the team. Yeah. Same. I feel pretty good about both making the team, though I think that Voth and Trent Thornton might be in a competition uh with one another. I feel pretty that. good about
1: Thornton making the team. Yeah. But they really like if, his breaking stuff.
0: Yeah. Um and then I th- I think that Carlos Vargas and Jackson Kowar might be in a competition with one another. I don't see a, a scenario where both of those guys make the team, but I think one of those guys is going to make the team. Right,
1: and then there's always the the Butchery, the crable, uh, yeah. those type of guys who uh, could crash the party. But right. I think there's maybe one bullpen spot up for grabs, and I think that's assuming both both and and Thornton make the team, and I think they will. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's one spot up for grabs, and my my theory would be that it's going to be Vargas if he shows any kind of control or command. And yeah. then they would stash somebody like Coar down in AAA where he, they can keep him stretched out as a starter, blah, blah, blah. Crable has an option left. Like Buttry, I think, yeah. has an option left. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on minor league deals, so you don't even have to option them. Well, Butchery and, and Crable, you don't have to option. So, right. yeah, I, I think there's one bullpen spot up for grabs, and that might go away if they want to carry a, another position player. But one thing that's not going to happen that I know people are thinking about, they are not going to go into the season with uh, Mitch Carver as the backup catcher. they're carrying a third catcher
0: so to speak yeah Yeah. uh zavala is going to be that guy uh Mm -hmm. and then i think you know they'll have a fairly short leash on him uh because i i do think that they really like blake hunt uh and they think that he can contribute sooner rather than later um but i don't think there's a i don't think there's a chance of blake hunt making the team out of camp though
1: not without an injury i don't think yeah
0: yeah all right and then real quick before we uh we move on here kyle wants to know who wins the last roster spot haggerty canzone or a uh, free agent slash trade acquisition we pretty much answered this already uh but i i i think it's canzone right if you consider him to be kind of the last guy uh, the the reason that i mentioned canzone is just like out of all the guys that are kind of towards the back end of that position player group he's like the easiest one that i could see them yeah. sending down
1: i just don't know like if they're going to bring in another position player uh that's going to push Canzone off this roster. So
0: I, I think Kanzone gets the last spot. All right. We're going to be answering more of your questions in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Meras podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. With football officially in the books and some time before baseball gets underway, why don't you try your hand at betting on some hoops, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit Fanduel.com slash on and shoot your shot. That's Fanduel.com slash L-O-C-K-D-O-N. Fanduel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. And as a reminder, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And before we answer more of your questions, last week, of course, we teased that we have a new giveaway coming, and we've put the uh, wheels in motion on that front. We're just waiting for the thumbs up on that. Uh, but we're expecting to kick that off next Monday. So keep an eye out for that. All right, back into your questions. Friend of the show, Ben Ranieri wants to know, what's your best guess at the geometry of the 2024 lineup versus right-handed pitchers and left-handed pitchers? thrown it back with the whole geometry reference. Cool. Yeah. I honestly <sighs> forgot that that was Ben that, that came up with that.
1: Was it his? Or was it him originally? I'm
0: pretty, I'm pretty sure he was the one that, that said the I felt like whole that was geometry. a Daisy and the Dingo thing,
1: but okay. Um, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe there's the same person. It's true. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so the geometry of the lineup. Well, news suggests that um uh, the circumference in the area of the i didn't i didn't take geometry um well, i mean i did but i didn't do well yeah. uh so left-handed versus right-handed i think jp and julio are going to be one 2 regardless of who's on the mound yep most days yeah and then that's when things get a little bit interesting i feel uh-huh. like it's going to be polanco just kind of a veteran presence switch. Hitter. I feel
0: like I, I feel like it's Plonko no matter what against lefties and yeah. righties because he's, his he's splits are spoiled. Yeah. His splits are good. Gets both sides. Yeah, so. I think,
1: I think the top three are, are going and he can also move a little bit. Like he's not a, a slug out there, so he's not going to hold up the line or anything like that. Mm. Uh, so I feel like the top three are pretty much locked in regardless. I, I feel like it's going to be to start the year. It's going to be JP Julio, Polanco. Now they might try and do something different in, in the three hole, but I, I think Polanco is probably the most likely yep. guy there. And then after that, it gets pretty interesting. Um, I like the idea of hitting Cal Raleigh ahead yes. of Mitch Carver. yes, because I want to set up a scenario later in games where if the manager, the opposing manager, wants to bring in a lefty yeah. to flip Raleigh to his his weaker side, yeah, that's fine. But now that lefty probably. Has to face Mitch Garber, who yeah. absolutely crushes left-handed yeah. pitching.
0: In, in most situations, you're going to have to pick your poison, and that's an area. we've do talked about face, this a little bit. Do you
1: want R- uh, Raleigh to face a righty, or do you want Garber to face a lefty? Those are your options. Right.
0: Yeah. Do you want to face left-handed Cal Raleigh, who is a monster, mm-hmm. or do you want to flip him to the right side where he's he's fine, but not a monster? <laughs> but after that, you got to yeah, face a, a monster and and Mitch Garber against lefties. Yeah. So yeah i i really I, I i think that's absolutely how they should line that up um on days where you're facing a righty on the mound to yes. start uh i don't think i want cal right-handed cal hitting in the top four of my lineup
1: no yeah at that point you probably just you probably just roll with garber hitting fourth <laughs> garber's just, probably hitting then,
0: four and then yeah um yeah after that that's interesting right it's like wh- how far do you push cal down the lineup do you push him down to five do you push him down to six seven and who against takes the lefty? spot
1: against lefty probably six or seven because i yeah. think i'm going to give ty france a shot hit yeah. five against lefties yeah. he's something he still did well last year mm-hmm. uh was hit lefties and he's done it well his entire career so i feel like against a left-handed pitcher i think the top five should go left-handed starter it should go jp julio Polanco, Garver, or France mm-hmm.
0: against Lefty. So now we get into an un- interesting situation, right? Where it's who hits six. If you're not hitting Cal six, who hits six? Is it Mitch? Probably Hanniger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Hanniger. And then I think you go Cal. And then probably you go, hitting
0: seven. And then Rayleigh
1: eight.
0: Yeah. And then you reassign.
1: Yeah, I, I think I want Uri sitting nine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to use Demo against lefties in the outfield, though, then he's probably the best guy to hit nine. Yeah. Um, agreed. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to get Rayleigh a shot against lefties early in the year, which I think you probably should. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he hits, I would say, eight mm-hmm. uh, against a left handed starter. Um,
0: and then Uri I Uri would consider three. hitting Uri six.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's fine. Um yeah. I feel like Urias, like hitting nine is a really good spot for him though, because there's not a sure. ton of pressure there and he gets on base enough. He draws enough uh-huh. walks that he should set the table pretty nicely for yeah. JP and Julio. So sure. and then against righties, I, I think you're looking at, you know, JP Julio, um, Polanco. Wouldn't be shocked if they did Garber. Um over over because I mean it's still like if you have a lefty starter, do you want to take do you want to take the lefty out? so he doesn't have to face Garber, but now you're turning Cal around. Like It works the other way. It's just sure. less frequent sure. uh, than the way we have it. So for me, it plus I like having the back-to-back switch hitters for some reason. A little more versatility there. Uh-huh. Uh, so against righties, I think it goes JP, Julio, Polanco, Raleigh, Garber, Raley. Yep. Canzone
0: zone hitting seven. It's Josh Ross. Probably France. Probably Is France Josh Rojas factoring into the equation here?
1: I think Rojas isn't going to get every start against a, a righty, so I think mm. it, I think France hits seven. What? what sorry, I got confused. Uh, okay, so you have, you JP, have JP Julio, Julio
0: Polanco. Uh, Polanco, Cal Garver, mm. Rayleigh. Rayleigh. Six. Rayleigh so right. France seven.
1: Yep. Canzone okay. eight. Yep. And then and third then base: Urias, Rojas, or. U- or nine is Urias or Rojas, who's ever yeah. playing that day. Yeah. I think that's how it's going to line up most of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. All right. Next question here. Comes from M's and King's drive me crazy. First off, I love JP, our captain. How long do you think he can or should stay at short? Numerous times we've heard you guys talk about his range, and I'm curious if you think a move to second base in 2025 to 2026 might be beneficial for him and the team. Love the show. Thank you so much.
1: If you're going to move JP to second, my question is who's the shortstop? Who is it? Because that guy's not here yet. I mean, could it be Cole Young? I guess. Yeah. But young is a pretty good candidate to move to second himself. Yep. So obviously a shortstop, he shortstop this year. And then your question yep. is about next year and the year after that you could, but who are you bringing in? And the person you bring in JP has to be like pretty okay with that. Like yep. he's moving his spot for that right. guy. So like, if you bring in like even like a Willie Adamas, is JP going to be cool with giving up shortstop for Willie Adamas? Right. Maybe maybe not
0: we've talked about this jp is there in the right to say yes or no um Within now medicine. there now there might come a time right where that doesn't apply or right. there might be a situation where that shouldn't apply but for the most part jp has the right to say like i'm done because like jp's fine at short mm-hmm. he's not great right but he's also not terrible he has some range right. issues Right, he has some mm-hmm. limitations on his defense, but he's a fine defender at shortstop. So it's yep. not like it's a, a pressing matter right now. Now, could it be a year, or two, three years down the road? Maybe. And at that point, you probably have to put your foot down and and say, "Hey, man, like for the be- uh, yeah. for the betterment of the team, we need to move you." But right now, as as things currently stand, if you all right, if you trade for Willie Damas and you go to JP and you're like, "We think the best way to optimize our roster is to put." adamas at shortstop and you at second then you know you see what he says and you go from there basically so that, that's pretty much where i'm at because because again if you add someone like adamas specifically if he says no okay i could put adamas at third
1: mm-hmm.
0: i can put adamas at second that's or cool. i can I, you know and i can put polanco at third that's kind of the beauty of the versatility of the Mariners roster right now especially in the infield because you yeah. have all these guys that can play multiple spots, um, but yeah, with JP mm-hmm. right now, like I'm fine with him as my shortstop. Could yep. you do better? Yeah, but defensively speaking, defensively. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then like I don't think I don't think they're going to move JP off the off the spot for Cole Young, right? And he's kind of the yep. only guy who's factoring in 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 the shortstop conversation in 25 and 26. Yeah. So I don't think you're moving JP off for for Young, uh, at least not in 25. Maybe 26 is the earliest, but unless you're getting like, you know, Xander Bogarts, which I'm, you know, just guys who have been free agents recently, unless you're getting Bogarts, unless you're getting Correa, unless you're getting like a bona fide like this guy is a star shortstop. Hmm. Like, I don't think JP's going to love getting up his spot. And ultimately he doesn't have a ton of say in that, but you still do want the player to be happy. You want the player to be on board. He's the
0: captain though. You, you got to right, respect more that. or less. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, yeah I, I
1: i don't see a move happening anytime soon and it's certainly not going to be for anybody who's in the org right now not in the uh-huh. next two years yeah. but if you go out and get somebody like again just making up a name carlos correa like yeah i could see jp moving off a of short for somebody like correa but i don't think it's going to be for like cole young
0: yeah we'll see yeah all right we got a couple more of your questions coming up here in just a moment but first a reminder this episode of the locked on Mariners podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into an mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com again that is ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers and you're listening to the Locked On Mirrors podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Mailbag Monday. I got a couple more of your questions. This one comes from Cody. Who has more upside, Samad Taylor or Kanan, Smith, and Jigba? This kind of breaks down to how you specifically value prospects, Colby. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor just has more ways to contribute at the big league level, whereas yep. Smith and Jigba has to hit. hmm Taylor can play good defense. He can steal bags. Yep. There are multiple roles that Samad Taylor can fill that are not just mm-hmm. everyday player has to hit, et cetera. Whereas sure. that's pretty much the case for Smith and Jigba.
1: Right. But I don't think Taylor has, like, to be an everyday player, you have to hit, and you kind of have to hit both lefties and righties. If you're asking me like who's who's the better, like who's got more upside to be a, a hitter who can play every sure. day, then it's Smith and Jigba. Sure. Um, who's more likely to carve out like a, a quality major league role? It's probably Taylor because he can play some second, he can play some corner outfield, he can steal some bags, he can hit left he hits lefties pretty well, or at least he did last year. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he can do a lot of the little things that that managers really love. Uh, yep. to have on their bench so if you're asking me like who's who's like more likely to be an everyday player in their career smith and jigba which to me is the higher upside than hmm. somebody like taylor who i think his upside is as a weak side platoon utility type so kind of a, a dylan moore type it's like would you rather take the shot on taylor being dylan moore or would you rather take the shot on you know smith and jigba being carlos santana or or you know seth smith right like who's more valuable of a player depends on the year could go either way but i'd rather take the shot on the guy who has a chance to be an everyday player Uh, the beauty of it is is that you don't have to decide both these guys have options
0: Hmm. all right last question comes from michael Heading to spring training for the first time this year. Favorite stadium nice. or experience? I know Colby is de- Colby's is definitely the Angels Stadium. You love that stadium, Colby.
1: It is worse than any high school stadium I ever played on. Where Where is that again? Mesa. I think Mesa. I don't mm-hmm. know. Here, here's what my advice would be to you. What's his name? Michael. Yeah, Michael. Um, if you're down there, uh, first of all, have fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Second of all, if they are scheduled to play at, it's like red rock or something like that. If They're scheduled to play there. That's oh. the day to skip it and go to the grand Canyon or something. Uh, that's the day to lounge by the pool. Uh, oh. that stadium is a joke, just like that franchise. It's run down. It's hideous. It's ugly. It's, it's sweltering hot. There's no shade and there's very few seats available. So you just end up sitting on a hill with a fence. You can barely see over. And the worst part is you're around angels fans. uh so Uh, yeah skip skip the day they go to the angels go to the grand canyon that day it's still a drive it's like two and a half three hours away but go go look at some pretty rocks or something on that day um peoria sports complex is great Um, yeah it it, is it's it's certainly up there it's one of the best that i went to Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's got tons of seating there's some good shade spots the backfields are accessible you just walk straight back and, and you can see guys throw bullpens and yeah Uh, i saw logan gilbert do his workout back there i saw like jim munoz rope and and all that fun stuff
0: inside of the stadium i've only gone once i literally like we went from my brother's wedding for one day heading back to new mexico
1: i went last year for five days so i saw three games in that ballpark Mm -hmm. so i don't have like as much experience as an every day or every year goer but
0: yeah. yeah. But the thing I like about that stadium, the spacious concourses, especially mm-hmm. down the first base and third base lines. Yep. I was able to just kind of post up my back yep. against the wall. There was some shade. It was nice. And I was just mm-hmm. able to watch the game from the first base line. It was awesome.
1: Yep. Uh that's the other bad thing about Angel, whatever the Angel Stadium thing is. The concourse is is like super narrow. Mm. So everybody's just like butt to gut, and like you gotta tuck your elbows in, or you're gonna knock some some child. Uh, you know, over right. with your elbow or whatever, so it, it's it's yeah. a terrible stadium. But uh, Peoria is bigger, it, it's you know, the backfields again, incredibly accessible. They're just right off to the right and kind of in the back corner. Uh, you can go back there. Um, I went to uh, I think my favorite stadium that I went to aside from Peoria, uh, and again, I haven't been to all of them, but the Salt River Field at Talking Stick. Um, it is where the Rockies, um, mm. and the Diamondbacks have yeah. their. Uh, They're complex. It's great. There's shade. There's lots of seats. There's plenty of of seating on the Hill. Um, Food's pretty good. It's, it's easily accessible. Like the walking is great. There's, there's plenty of room and all that stuff. So Peoria talking stick. Those are the two favorite that I went to. Yeah. Um, But we went to one other, I think it was the Cubs facility might've been. Um, And that was, that was nice. That was fine. Mm. Uh, The only, the only bad stadium experience i had was wherever the angels play whatever that is mesa i think mm-hmm. um yeah they're the only one that's theirs too like they don't have to share that with another team right and they yep. still put zero dollars into maintaining it so
0: did you go to the padres side no because because uh, i i didn't i'm curious if that looks pretty similar to the Mariners side I would because the mariners side is very marinery right like they got the 24 and the 11 and all like they have yeah, like yeah, yeah. actual like mariners iconography throughout there mm-hmm. uh which is really cool as well like you you feel like you're at like a little mariners theme park in a way
1: kind of yeah yeah no i didn't go to the Padres side i did see justin hollander drive around on a on a golf cart nice saw him go back into the offices he had somebody driving it's like really justin you can't walk
0: i I saw marco driving away because like we we showed up late like after workouts were done of course you did like the night before we actually went to the game we showed up late so everyone was just leaving the facility uh so Mm -hmm. i saw like marco driving out but if you
1: have an opportunity by the way to go to a night game Spring training, Mm. I would recommend it. I did not get to go to a night game, unfortunately. They were all afternoon games, but even if you're like, even if the Mariners aren't playing, if you can go to like a a night game and you know, Cubs versus Dodgers or whatever, all the stadiums are within like 45 minute drives of each other. It's great, it's fantastic. Uh, you just kind of bounce around and and go to multiple games. Uh, there's usually one night game per day, uh, in Arizona, so you know, I'd give that a shot, but have fun. Um, Hmm. Let us know how it goes. I can tell you the actual going to the ballpark is great. Going to Arizona and just being like in Arizona.
0: Oh yeah, the roads
1: not not my favorite. Yeah, the roads are are not good in Arizona.
0: They are too get ready for potholes.
1: A lot, a lot yeah, of potholes.
0: A lot. Yeah.
1: My my only advice that I would give you and feel like a hundred percent comfortable that I set you straight would be if the Mariners are going to play the Angels on the road, that's the day to go take a picture by the giant cactus. That's the day to go to the Grand yeah. Canyon. That's the day to just stay at your airbnb or your hotel or whatever and lounge by the pool like that's the day to skip baseball yeah <laughs> yeah go to In n out don't get the fries though it's a waste of money no yeah no. the fries are try. the worst thing i've ever
0: tasted but Hot if you want some good though but if you want some cheap burgers and shakes mm-hmm. yeah and Out, okay. what's up
1: matt's big breakfast if you're looking for a breakfast spot it gets mm-hmm. pretty busy
0: but yeah, so. there, there's a there's a lot of places down there that i know like the players mm-hmm. go to and the beat reporters really like going to yep um again i didn't really have an opportunity at all to to explore down there but peoria is really nice i really like peoria just kind of uh, join us in 2025
1: cool. when Ty and i take on a whole two weeks in arizona yeah that would be fun that'd be thanks fun. to the generous donations of listeners like you <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah, well, we can dream sh- right we can dream. Sh- shout out to the peoria target that's like my that your little, spot. That's my only non Peoria sports complex experience. In Peoria. Right.
1: <laughs> good target, at least.
0: Yeah, it was a solid target. Uh, okay. Got some sunscreen there. It was great. All right. All right. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Lots of sunscreen. Yeah, lots of sunscreen. Lots yeah. of sunscreen. I burn yeah, if my you're, knees. If you're pale boys like us,
1: yeah, yeah. First of all, I tan up really nice, but it is going to burn for like a day. You're right. But tricky spot here a lot of people don't get constantly do your knees that is the only place that my ears and knees that's the only place i burned last dude, year dude the back of my knees got burnt <laughs> this year somehow literally, I don't just know my how. kneecap my kneecap <laughs> and my ears those are the only thing that got sunburned yeah. like i was very good with the whole i even yeah. did the ears and the, and the knees yeah. but for some reason yeah. like i guess i didn't reapply yeah. it's like every three innings you should be spraying yourself down a little bit yeah. like it, it's it's real it's real yeah. it's, it's but real. uh it's a lot of fun so enjoy have
0: fun That's not how it is. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tiding Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Tiding Gonzalez and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next time. Peace.